Hello and welcome to the Sci-Fi FX Podcast, episode 109. I will be your host, Carl, today, and I have with me Troy. Hi. And Big Dog. Yo! Who are you when you're not being Carl? I have no idea. Okay. My brain shuts off at that point. All right. <laughs> so, today we're doing our commentary for Return of the Jedi for the 30th anniversary. Yes. Today is the day. And we're going to use the special uber, super duper, super califragilistic expialidocious Blu-ray edition. Blu-ray edition. With full blinking Ewoks. And new enhanced special effectiness. And all of the old <laughs> greatness that made us still love the film in the first place. Yes. So, let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. <laughs> get on with it. So we'll do the countdown. Basically, we've got this thing already uh, already set in the play. Go through the first 20th Century Fox menu. <laughs> and when the counter zeroes out... I've hit pause. There's more than one 20th Century Fox. Oh, there's the one for the home entertainment, and then there's the official one. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, so we're 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 in the actual movie, but we've hit pause and rewound the beginning of the track. No, I actually hit pause at zero. Oh, wow, wow, okay. All right, so we'll do a countdown from three, and we'll hit play. Right? Theoretically, that'll work. (laughs) All right, theoretically, here we go. Three, two, Two, one, play. play. And it worked. Hey, oh all right. God. All right. So the force is with us. The next twentieth century logo is on now. <laughs> the nice little sound effecty music going on. Mm-hmm. Fanfare, Lucasfilm logo. I still consider that fanfare to be part of the soundtrack, even if it was recorded thirty years earlier. Yeah, me too. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, Why are you just therapy? I don't know. It's therapy just to see that logo. That is a nice clean logo. It's one of the things they they changed in the special. Edition. Yeah. All this stuff was replaced so you can actually read it. Yeah, so it's not all jittery. <laughs> and you don't actually see the slide. Yeah. <laughs> well, they can do this kind of stuff a lot easier, yeah. faster, cheaper, and looks nicer nowadays. Well, it's just, it's one of those things, you know, you didn't know to notice it in the originals. But oh, after no. watching the Blu-rays, you go back and watch the originals, and it's really scary how much you <laughs> didn't know not to look at before. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and on a big theater screen, it wasn't exactly super sharp or clear. <laughs> it depends on where you were at. Uh, most of the time it was kind of jittery because of the projectors. And yeah, but the screens <laughs> themselves, if you got one of the classic silver screens. Well, yeah. Wow. When this came out, there weren't a whole lot of those still around. Very true. Just, mm. You know, a lot of people complain about these upgraded special edition things. I got no problem with it. There's certain things I don't like <laughs> that they changed. Han shot. Yeah, he didn't shoot first. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no first. Greedo didn't shoot. But, you know, I, I actually agree with some of the changes and some of the cleaned up effects I agree with, but I just, I want the originals available too. Yeah. I, I don't um, have a problem I with mean, them. At that point, it's a historical document. Up. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with them sharpening things up, making it look a little cleaner. I have issues with them changing things. See, I don't even have a problem with that because that kind of thing happens in every movie. Yeah. It's just Star Wars is one of the most scrut- well, the most scrutinized yeah. movie on the planet. So oh. everybody knows it. Yeah. And, uh, they were being honest when they said they were doing it up front. Whereas you just have to take it, watch it, and hope to God you find what was changed. <laughs> yeah, on the other ones. 
profession before they want us to. You know, every time they show that cockpit shot, I always look behind him to see if I can see Vader. And he's never there. What was that, Klingon on the screen there? It's Arabesh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Klingon looks completely different. It doesn't glow. At least it does it on their computer It doesn't glow blue. Oh, no, that's true. It's usually orange or red on the Klingon screens. <laughs> Looks like it should scrape the top fin there when it first comes in. Behold the mullet helmet. <laughs> I gotta give credit where it's due. This is a really classy entrance for Vader. Mm-hmm. I don't like it as much as the, the one in A New Hope. I think that's still his best entrance, but this is just classy, and he looks so much shinier. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, you watch oh, yeah. A New Hope and he's mm-hmm. kind of gritty and dirty and you can see the blaster scar- scarring and scratches him. Yeah. He's you know, clearly they, buffed they, his they armor dusted, here. They dusted him up for Empire and this one, it's like somebody buffed him. Yeah, they, yeah. they buffed his armor up. Like, how would you like to have that job? Lord Vader, your helmet is shiny. <laughs> maybe but he just, just goes to one of those bigger. guys at, like, train stations and where you get your shoe shine and he just went there maybe. and shine his helmet. Maybe. Because, yeah, he's awful shiny here. Maybe there's a defective clone out there that they just <laughs> keep on life support simply for that. Maybe he's got one of those little buffer things like you have for shoes that you put in there and you turn on and just buffs them. Maybe he's got one of those for his Maybe. But one of the things I'm always loving about, about this Blu-ray copy ever since I got it, you can actually see all the little details. Like you can see where all the yeah. silver paint is because they didn't trust the lighting. <laughs> to get it a certain way so like one of his cheeks is silver and the other is black <laughs> and it's like that for all three of the movies but the, the paint uh, the paint and little details uh, on, on his chest piece and stuff there's subtle differences in each one but these blu-rays are so clear it's like you can actually see the Hebrew on his chest piece and it says three different messages in all three movies <laughs> and I've got the translation somewhere but don't ask me to look them up right now Whistle, beep, woo, bop. <laughs> Whistle, buzz. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Christopher and Walken. <laughs> I will say this is one of the Blu-ray changes coming up that I just do not agree with. Yeah. Because it doesn't... This, the giant door. Yeah. When they open it up, the inside is clearly not that big. Yeah, why, why bother? I mean, yeah, it looks more impressive until they open the door. <laughs> then you're like, what was all that back there? It's like when they put the rocks in front of R2 in the first one. I, I don't <laughs> get that. Now, see, when they were first walking up there, R2 and C-3PO were super shiny. Now they're all dusty. There was a dust storm in between there. You didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> one of those freak... Tattooing nanosecond dust storms. No, it's just a really long driveway. Mm. <laughs> they they edited for time. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I think this movie back in eighty three was one of the first times I really acknowledged the idea that something was speaking an alien language. Good thing R2 was lined up right there and not where one of those teeth in the door goes. 
Everybody had a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the door is clearly not that big there. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. back, back during the first one, it didn't bother me that Greedo was speaking a different language. Hmm. It just I I said they were all like this. This one I actually thought, hey, somebody created alien languages. For us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that's the difference when you're three versus when you're nine. <laughs> yeah, you tend to think about stuff a little more like that as you get older. Those eyes still freak me out. I still wonder what the point is of the big head tentacle things. They're head tails. Yes, but what is the point? Well, on that species, that makes the females sexier, apparently. And they're actually, they actually have uh, sensory stuff in those, too. I believe that's one of the... Yeah, they're true that. Oh, yeah. I'm just... I don't understand the evolutionary point of them. They look like they would get in the way more than anything else and would be a hindrance. Well, that's why they're alien and not... <laughs> it's so alien your human mind can't wrap your head around them. No, but apparently they can wrap their head around things. Well, yeah. They don't even wrap their tails around their head. There's a difference. <laughs> I hated his action figure. I had it. I thought it was kind of cool. It was just... You couldn't you do anything little, with it because yeah, his head was wrapped around everything. Yeah, but you didn't need to do anything with it. He just stood next to Java <laughs> and looked cool. There's the big hookah. Yeah. And there's a Java there, too, and I still think that puppet is amazing. <laughs> they've, right. they've never gotten the digital version right. No. And it took, what, three guys to operate him inside? And yeah. And there, one remote guy for the eyes or something there, like that? There was one remote guy for each eye. Yeah. Plus the facial structures had different different things going but there was one for each arm and one, and one of the guys that one of the guys that did the arm also smoked for him yeah or was it the tail guy that smoked for him I can't remember I, can't remember. I think it's the tail guy that smoked for him because I remember he was a little person and I remember seeing the, the shot of him inside the tail going if I if I could drink for him it'd be the perfect job <laughs> on the uh, Blu-ray set they actually have the documentary for this movie and if you want to talk about the cleanup job, you can tell the difference between that. And <laughs> I love the eyes on Java, though. They did a great job. Oh, the with those the eyes are amazing. Yeah. And that's one of the things that's a vast improvement over the digital version. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the eyes make it because you've actually got that reflective. On the texture on his skin just doesn't quite look right on the digital ones either. No. Well, he, he also doesn't look like he has any weight Yeah. in the digital ones. This, there's actual mass. And that's one of the things that, if you listen to what George was saying, that was his always his always his big complaint with Jabba was he was so big he couldn't move. That's yeah. his character. Yeah, you know, he I think it worked well there. I, I think his lack of movement lends to that character. <laughs> ah, delicious crumb. <laughs> yes. Regardless that he doesn't do much, he's still one of my favorites. I just love the look of him. <laughs> I love the little lizard monkeys. They're cool. I do. I do love the lizard monkeys. That Jawa back there doing <laughs> the fanning, he's always bothered me. His eyes look like they're going off in opposite directions. <laughs> cross-eyed Jawas aren't that bad. Well, no, it's not cross-eyed. It's reverse cross-eyed. Yeah. Kind of looks like my neighbor behind me. <laughs> Because he's got the same same kind of thing going on. It's just it's kind of bizarre. Yeah, 
because you always feel bad because you don't know. Which you, you know you're not at, supposed yeah. to look. Yeah. And, and you're trying to figure out which eye is actually looking at you. Yeah. Well, the answer is neither one, but. <laughs> Grr. Grr. Whistle, whistle. Bows. Wow. <laughs> As you can tell, we're again having to listen or watch the subtitles for this. So, <laughs> whenever the sound effects come up, it's kind of fun. See, th- okay, do droids feel pain? Because this droid screams. Uh huh. I guess it's whatever it's programmed. Apparently, to. steam shoots out of his feet out of little jets. <laughs> but we're probably not supposed to notice that. <laughs> no, we're supposed to notice that. <laughs> Not supposed to notice that it comes out of jet. <laughs> it's the clarity of the Blu-ray that allows yeah. this. <laughs> but but see, that's part of why I love these things. You can see it warts and all. Yeah, I love some of the detail work, like just the scratching and the carbon mm-hmm. you know. These droids look like they. Well, that one definitely does. He looks <laughs> like he's been through the ringer. I just I love the design of these droids and mm-hmm. and EV ninety nine. There, I love his voice. I don't think he has a choice there, she's here for you. Whistle, whistle, beat. <laughs> You're obsessed. I love that thing. With oh, so did I. And his art so do I, but you know, those guys were far more talented than you are. That's true. I was trying, man. <laughs> exactly, they were succeeding. And see, I, I missed the old version of this. Yeah. Th- this was not an improvement. I, I grant you, yeah, the puppets can move and the digital puppets can move better, but there was a magic watching those old puppets work. And mm-hmm. quite frankly, the song was better, too. <laughs> the old track, they were convinced it was going to be a hit, so they uh, they actually converted it to English and 30 other languages. Wow. And put it out there for the public to sell, and then it just didn't sell because... Huh. You know, it was kind of pseudo-disco. Oh. And 1983 disco was on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that guy. Yes. Joe Yowser. Okay, I can see the drool on his teeth. Why, why do I need why to see Why do that? I want to see that? Yeah, he looks like he's more fit for Men in Black than he does for... Yeah, you get that feeling, too? Yeah, well, it's, it's the animation of him, and it's just the look. He looks more like he's ready for Men in Black than Star Wars. Yeah, the, well, see, the digital doesn't <laughs> mesh with the old. No, see, the, both of them stand out right there, and they don't look like they belong in the film. They don't match up with the background. They're too richly colored for everything else in the room. I remember seeing the old footage of, I guess it was Phil Tippett under the floor doing uh, doing size noodles, mm-hmm. yeah, doing her movements, and it just I, I don't know. Seeing the digital version is just not an improvement for me. I appreciate the the why. I I, I know uh, why George did it, but <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I I get why because he's always trying to push the technology and yeah, but just it's, things that. He, de- he doesn't have the same attachment to it that we do. Uh, well, I would understand the push in the technology thing if they actually looked good. 
But they don't. They but, look like a video game character thrown into a movie. But it does what he wanted it to do back in 83. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's really the thing. He was, was working with the limitations. When that was actually put into the movies, I believe that was during the original special editions. Yeah, yeah, ninety seven. That, that actually looked pretty good in comparison to some of the other stuff they'd seen at that point. Uh, it looks worse today because you've seen better today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, and it may be the Blu-ray makes it stand out more. No, it's just that that's what you've grown accustomed to. It stood out in ninety seven, but because it was the first time you saw it, it didn't matter. Yeah. You were just going, "Wait, that's new." Yeah. But there again, now you've had the luxury of repeat viewings. Well, there and well, I mean, honestly, there are certain things that don't hold up well from the Blu-ray transfer. Like when we watched Lord of the Rings last time on Blu-ray. Yeah, but there they, were certain only certain scenes that just didn't look right, but they look great on the DVD. Okay, this in '97 when Fett was womanizing there, mm-hmm. that bothered me. Yeah. Now After that I've gotten horse. to know Daniel Logan, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's perfectly in character. Yeah, it, It's amazing how some things can just come, become better with time, you know? <laughs> oh, I thought they were going through the alphabet there for a minute. I don't know if you guys have ever listened to the radio dramas, but they got Ed Asner to do Jabba's voice for that. It's <laughs> so not right. <laughs> I love those radio dramas, but wow. <laughs> I always wonder why they changed the subtitles on this, too. Playing festive tune because <laughs> back back before this thing hit home home video the first time when it was still in the theaters, three PO didn't say because he's holding a thermal detonator. the The bounty hunter says because they'll be picking his smelly hat out of every crack in the room. <laughs> yeah. It's like that in the novel. It's like that in the comic books, and it's like that in theaters in 1983. <laughs> it bothers me that I know that. <laughs> Probably bothers a lot of people that you know. <laughs> now it'll bother all the rest of you. <laughs> Grr, <arr. laughs> Again, you're obsessed with the sound effects. What you up, would man? think they could give them better sound effects than the subtitles. And how would you translate that? I don't know. But Please just, explain to me how you would type that. Just a series of R's with one of them capitalized, but not me. <laughs> or M's in a silent Q. Yeah. But see, what you're missing is the people listening to this. Oh, are playing it with the subtitle. I know, I know. But, you know, we'd like your feedback. If you'd prefer more Gers and Rs, you know, <laughs> by all means, I'm sure Joss Whedon would be proud. Yeah. The whole mutant enemy thing. Yeah. <laughs> Usually my favorite part of most Joss Whedon projects. <laughs> So I'm kind of curious right here. I never thought to ask this question until somebody else brought it up, but 30 years in, I'm now questioning, when he thaws out, what makes him glow from the inside out? 
the joy of freedom. <laughs> and why didn't the rest of the block glow too? Uh, oh, it's one of those things, man. I've never thought <laughs> to ask that before. Yeah. Yeah, why doesn't the rest of the carbonite melt? <laughs> it's a great effect. Yeah. It's very it's a gorgeous effect. I love that effect. But... Well, why doesn't the rest of the carbonite melt? Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's clearly still warm, it was still red when he fell. And I've always, I've always wondered this one too. When they dropped him in the carbonite, he had handcuffs. Yeah. <laughs> so how did his hands just pop up at the last second? Oh, excuse me, binders, not handcuffs. Uh, I'm blind. i got to tell you, this is not one of Harrison Ford's finest acting moments, but <laughs> in the hands of anybody else, this scene would have been terrible. Uh, you got carbonite mount. You think morning well, mouth Well, thank you. I've bad. never thought about that one before. You think morning mouth is bad? <laughs> 30 years of carbonite mouth. <laughs> and to be fair, he was only in there for three. Oh, three, whatever. <laughs> Actually, I think now they edited the timeline, so he was only in there for one. Uh... Look at that drool. Jabba's foaming at the mouth there. Blue drool. <laughs> Maybe hot drool's blue. Maybe. <laughs> uh, clearly it is. I'm not seeing it right there. <laughs> Look, I'm Billy D. I'm in disguise, so I'm going to pull down my mask so you can tell it's Billy D. <laughs> Yeah. No gambler like Lando and Java doesn't ever spawn him. <laughs> well, clearly he doesn't have any deaths with the huts. Probably just black sun that he pissed off all his years. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta figure that he's a known associate on Solo. Why? As far as we know, it was only the one encounter. I'm I count be, two, but you know. I, I, I'm going to be suspect of that. <laughs> it's a big galaxy. I don't think Jabba knows everything about everything. And I don't think he cares about Lando because Lando didn't screw him. There's no story and I'm sticking to it. Uh huh. I don't know, you'd, you'd think he'd know about someone who was a known big gambler and owned his own city, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's not in cut space, and why does he care? Uh, it could be. Well, at least Boba Fett thought it were. He's, he's got <laughs> far, far bigger issues to deal with now that the Empire's in charge. Yeah, but, you know, here's another thing. Wasn't Boba Fett there on Cloud City, too? Yeah. And you don't... Because think... he tracked Han... And he's standing there with Java <laughs> while Lando's there. 
Lando's got a nifty head That's true. on, though, so no one notices yeah, it. Yeah, he, he can't see when he yeah. pulls down the, the thingy. Besides, it's Billy D. He's cool, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, be. Does he, <laughs> the only thing I'm figuring is that he's supplying Boba Fett with Colt 45s his, while he's, you know. His total coolness ah, keeps him hidden. Carry back in the day. That's the bronze bikini. <laughs> okay, so I've got to ask you guys this question here. George likes to do everything color coded, and the fact that Luke is wearing black uh-huh. is symbolizing how close he is to stepping over the dark side. When you guys were watching this in '83, was there ever any belief whatsoever that he wasn't going to win out in the movie? I, you did, know, did you think he was going to cross to the dark side? No, he's a good see, guy. That I mean, even good. after choking the guard. <laughs> You see, that was just it, though. When the first time I ever heard this was actually from you, because I hadn't read the interview with George to say this, I just assumed that he was wearing black. Yeah, I didn't put anything into it. As far as you know, good guys wear black or wear white. Yeah, I mean, we, we've only seen. Hats. I mean, back in '83, we'd only <laughs> seen two other Jedi at this point: Obi Wan and Yoda. Mm-hmm. Well, Obi Wan was wearing brown, and I didn't know those were Jedi robes. We just thought that was desert attire. No. Yeah. Yeah, Yoda's well, rags were cream colored. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, who know who knew Jedi had uniforms? And on top of it, when you look at it, it wasn't what Obi Wan was wearing wasn't that far away from what Ben or uh, Lars Owen Lars was wearing. Oh, exactly, yeah, exactly. Which is why I just assumed that was desert gear. Yeah. You know, I figure Luke traded up because black just looks better. <laughs> Come on, anything can improve over the white shorty robe. Yeah. I just I, I've read that read that in an interview with, with George somewhere. As soon as he pointed it out, it made perfect sense, and I saw this dramatic tension unfold. But I still don't buy it. <laughs> Yeah. Of course, Anakin in the first in the movies and in the Clone Wars always wore the black. Yeah, his his uniform got darker, but there again, that's also to symbolize how close he's getting to the yeah. side of each one. Ah, uh, the Rancor. Yeah, so I always like the Rancor. Yeah. And what what amazes me is how tiny that puppet really is. Yeah. I always thought he got a raw deal in this. He did. First he had to eat Demore and then he dies. Yeah. Come on. But it's the little touches that make it, like the little rancor keeper. Yeah. Crying his eyes out. Like, oh, I lost a pet. A bit of droll off the chin there. <laughs> See, it's all sleight of hand. You know, yeah. They could make that thing look a whole lot better with CG, but I'm glad they didn't. Because to me, the magic is there. Yeah. I still think it looks great. That holds it, up. It does. <clears throat> I mean, I, I can see the obvious warts, like when they were biting, the, when he was biting the Gamorrean guard's head off. Yeah. You know, they they did the, the turn of the head. Oh, yeah. And then the cut. But that's all you needed. Well, you know, honestly, this is 
targeted towards little kids too, so you don't need. The, well, no, no, I have blood spurting no. all over the place and stuff. No, either. it's not targeted toward little kids. That's the, the other thing I always appreciated about Star Wars. Well, it's targeted for all for, ages. for all ages, yeah. Which means he, they expect little kids to be in the audience, so it doesn't need the you know head Which, being ripped off and blood spewing all over the place. Exactly, that that's that's core. something actually that bothers me. I, I hear fans all the time. They go. Oh, we gotta we gotta go darker with something. No. And show this, that, and the other. It's like, no, no, no. If you're gonna make it adult and exclusively adult, it's not Star Wars. Yeah, no, Star Wars is for all ages. And quite frankly, it doesn't need to be gore for us. No, it doesn't. You you lose the fantasy at that point. Mm-hmm. But that's what everybody wants. They want everything ultra dark and ultra realistic. Yeah. No, if it's ultra realistic, it's not Star Wars. just has to be believable. Or at the very least, suspend my disbelief. Yeah. You know, like this. (laughs) 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 Everyone just kind of stops. That's not the way it was in the script. (laughs) There's the rancor keeper. <laughs> Out of my way. <laughs> you know what's, what's funny is I never even thought to look for him in the movie until I saw his action figure. Mm-hmm. He's always been there. Yeah. This, this little thing. I love that. <laughs> yeah, this part here. <laughs> it's okay. I know you're rich. We'll get you another one. <laughs> I've never understood that thing back there, that snake cobra headed yeah. thing. They got him a nice clean new shirt, though. Yeah. Money is not the only thing getting laundered in Jabba's Palace. (laughs) (laughs) Heck, even Chewie got groomed a little. He's got some Nemoidian laundry service back there or something. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) We would wash your shorts before our rise. (laughs) Secret Nemoidian cleaning service. You should have bargained. <laughs> so what do you think? Luke, is he confident or just cocky? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Heard of Betha. Heard of Betha. of Betha. I remember there was like zero in the original <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm good with the band. It's a nice touch. Eh, it doesn't bother me. Little things like that don't really impact the story one way or another. Well, not everything that they do impacts the story one way or another. And it can still be bad. Well, true. But if it if it doesn't yeah. impact the story, it doesn't well, like, bug me too much. Well, like the the whole entry into Moss Eisley scene in the original. Yeah. That one, I think, is a little overdone now. It's a little excessive. With the Jawa hanging off the reins. And yeah. That, uh, <laughs> you know, there's, there's too much. 
<laughs> That's classic Harrison Ford. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually glad he decided to sign on for this movie again. No, I realize how that's how that really feels, but I can't imagine <laughs> how it's supposed to feel to her character. Yeah. Being drug in that close to him like that. <laughs> and what his breath smells like must be a standing. He's got frog breath. From eating those frogs earlier. <laughs> well, let's hope something didn't die between his gums. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I don't imagine it making that noise, you know? Yeah, it was uh, more of a high-pitched squeal. Yeah. Yeah, more like that. <laughs> this seems like one of the greatest speeches by Han Solo <laughs> ever. <laughs> See, Chewie makes it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, Luke's even standing on that on that board like he owns it. <laughs> I still don't get the beak. Yeah. Get the meanest bean sprout ever. <laughs> I've had plenty of time to think about it, and if they had to add something like that, first off, I don't think there should be teeth on the outside. So. <laughs> and second, I, I think it should look more like the sandworms on Dune if they're yeah. good. Okay, this bothers me because the lightsaber is actually being used as a baseball bat rather than cutting through people. And see, the beak wasn't there when the dude fell into the Sarlacc pit. Right. It, I guess it retracted. I guess. Like it just did right there. Yeah. <clears throat> Seems to me like you'd bite your beak a lot if it was designed like that. <laughs> so here, here's a complete oddity for you. Apparently the original script for this, when George wrote it, none of this happened. The entire movie was about the Ewoks. And he realized it was about 45 minutes to an hour too short. Well, I'm glad he changed it. Because, <laughs> wow, that would have been bad. Yeah, because, I mean, this is some of the best stuff in the movie. Mm -hmm. Except for that going out like a punk here. When I was a kid, I dug a big old hole in the backyard so I could have a Sarlacc to reenact this with. <laughs> That push the annoying family members out in the foot. <laughs> bye bye, Bubba. <laughs> I have no problem believing that he crawled out of that. <laughs> what I have a problem believing is that Dengar was there to help him. <laughs> this was funny. I listened to the to the commentary from Carrie Fisher on this, and they asked her if they if she wanted a stunt double to choke, <laughs> and she goes, "No, I want to do that." <laughs> you understand what I've just been put through? <laughs> I mean, she was really enthusiastic about choking this guy. 
Tell you some of the creatures that came up for this. I, I love the, the masks, just, just the designs of the yeah. aliens. I mean, they came up with so many more action figures after just this movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> just for all the. Do you remember Java guys? The, do you ever remember the names of these figures? Some of them. Like um, three three of the guys that were named Klaatu, Brada, Victor. <laughs> I had um, threes. <laughs> yeah, threes. Yeah. It was Klaatu, Brada, Victor. I love yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> and unlike the whole Zuckus and 4LOM thing from Empire Strikes Back, they actually named him correctly on the package. <laughs> To this day, I still get them backwards because the action figures train me wrong. <laughs> it's like that whole Rumble Frenzy thing from Transformers. Yeah. Once again, R2 knows the entire plan and 3PO is completely in the dark. Oh, yeah. 3PO talks too much. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't do that with CGI and make it look right. <laughs> Some things you just have to torch manually. <laughs> <sighs> Big explodey. Yeah. Practical effects. Yeah. The way to go. Yeah. You get all the nice splinters that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get why they, why they do that with the Death Star because there's never enough splinters. <laughs> According to the radio drama, Leia kept the bikini. <laughs> You ever wonder if Luke laid awake at night wondering about all the stuff him and his sister were talking about after he figured it out? <laughs> like, wow, my sister kissed me, now I feel weird. <laughs> I think they probably had that discussion of it never happened. Probably, but, you know. <laughs> In fact, I'm kind of willing to bet that somewhere between... Empire and Jedi that kind of came to that that conclusion that it just wasn't right. <laughs> I don't care who you are. This is just impressive. Yep. Oh, yeah. Those royal guards just stick out. <laughs> That's awesome. Knowing about those guys just makes them that much scarier. Yeah. Kind of makes you wonder how many of those regular stormtroopers might be red guards. <laughs> yeah. I'm betting at least one of them. 
<laughs> I had a major resentment against against the Emperor the first time I saw this. As far as I was concerned, he, he demoted Vader back to lapdog status <laughs> j- just by being there. You know, the whole first movie, you know, Peter Cushing had uh, had the job of bossing yeah. him around, and <laughs> I'd buy that from Peter Cushing. I didn't buy it from this guy. <laughs> I was like, who is he? Why is Vader bowing to this guy? No, after reading Darth Plagueis, I've got nothing but contempt for Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> well, you're supposed to. Yeah, but I mean, there there was a difference between me going like, well, he's this, you know, badass, evil guy, to, geez, if it weren't for Plagueis, you wouldn't have been so screwed. <laughs> yeah, but it's the opportunistic side of him that, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a politician, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. God, that matte painting back there was awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. This is Dagobah, man. That's right. Matt painting. It was just one, one of the <laughs> one of the first times I was ever able to recognize the Ralph McQuarrie painting versus the real deal was that, mm-hmm. oh, that yeah, back shot of the yeah. X-Wing. I remember when, when I was watching it on, on my old VHS way back in the day, I thought, that doesn't quite look real. And then I found out it was the McCory painting. I was like, oh. <laughs> From there, I just kind of went on and learned about Ralph McCory. Glad I did. <laughs> All hail Frank Oz, whose birthday it is today. Happy birthday, Mr. Oz. Ozzy. <laughs> so we got 36 years of Star Wars, 30 years of Jedi, 69 years of Frank Oz. The trifecta is now complete. And then what's tomorrow? Tomorrow's Peter Cushing's 100th birthday. Yep, and the day after? Christopher Lee's 91st <laughs> birthday. Say it's all Star Wars related. It's all Star Wars related. <laughs> They have this whole Geek Pride Day and there's this whole list of stuff. No, it's all about Star Wars. <laughs> Everything else is just horny in. <laughs> you know, I, I get this scene now, but when I was a kid... I always had this problem of Luke went to Bespin against their orders and then he comes back and he's like well confront Vader then you'll be a Jedi I, I just did that <laughs> yeah. yeah you didn't want me to go the first time now you want me to do it again So many people waited three years to, to find out if this was true or not. Yeah. See, I, I know I took it for for gospel truth when Vader said it, but it was talking with some of my friends after the fact that that's when it was thought that maybe Vader could have been lying. It never occurred to me. <laughs> I didn't think Vader had a reason to lie. One thing about being evil, you don't have to lie unless you just really want yeah. to. Oh, exactly. 
And in some cases, the truth is far more disturbing. Than mm-hmm. Well, when you're talking about the, the villains, usually it's the lower level punk characters that lie. Yeah. Uh, when you got that much power, like I said, you, you just don't need to lie at that point. Yeah. The truth is scarier. But everybody was convinced, no, Vader's lying. Back in the day, so many of us actually thought he might be a droid under all that. <laughs> we didn't know. Yeah. You know, just confirmed, up oh, there, there was a guy in there. But I knew, because I could see through the eye holes in the first movie. <laughs> they blacked that out in the special editions. Those red lenses, you can see right through them. Uh-huh. Cross-eyed there. Mm-hmm. He's old and he's tired. Cut him up some slack. Oh, I cut him plenty of slack. <laughs> he's 900 and he doesn't need glasses. <laughs> Likes every you, you, you guys hear the, the theory from Jimmy Mack on Rebel Force Radio? Mm-hmm. You ever seen an old guy when he's 100? Yes. How, how he's... Basically, his nails get long and he gets hunched back. And his mm-hmm. his, uh, <laughs> his theory is that that's what a human looks like at 900 years old. <laughs> that's Yoda's species. He's human. <laughs> He's just shrunk down that far. That's his giant pointy ears. So, but yeah, the ears stayed the same size as the rest of him shrunk. <laughs> so, Yaddle just wasn't that far behind an age. That's right. <laughs> Interesting theory. Mm-hmm. I can't say I completely disagree with it. Well, that's what they did in um, Doctor Who and the Master Age, the Doctor, to show his real age. Yeah. He shrunk down to a little... Well, see, there you go. It's supported. Thing. See? Yeah. Theory supported. Confirmed by two franchises. There you go. Yeah, I'd like some <laughs> better support. On that. It's amazing. Doctor <laughs> Who can't confirm anything in Doctor Who, but they can confirm Star Wars. Perfect. <laughs> I'd like some better confirmation in that particular episode, too, when they do that. Well, so would I. Me, too. Because nothing else was confirmed. Because at that point in time, all Luke has to do is really believe in Yoda and he's back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a whole Highlander 2 situation. No, it's a Tinkerbell situation. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> Scream my name and I will come back. <laughs> I can't fix my bar inside of room. <laughs> I don't think anyone would want to face my bar inside on their own. <laughs> <laughs> ah, here comes the great deceiver himself. <laughs> Talk about your freaking liars. Now, yeah. this is exactly what I was talking about. The low-level punks always need to lie. Well, he got his ha- he got his butt handed to him, so uh, yeah, he's he's been lying all this time. Yeah, I'm, I'm the one that took off. It took out your dad. <laughs> well, actually, what I did was I just hacked off his lungs and thought he was going to die that way, but <laughs> I didn't have the guts to just kill him outright. Uh, I decided to let him suffer a little bit. 
turned into a lot of bit. Now he's really mad. Well, Sith only deals on it's Sith are the only ones that deal on absolutes. I can't absolutely kill him. I just have to make him. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. <laughs> Isn't that an absolute? Yeah. Uh, Maybe. So the great deceiver <laughs> then is a Sith. Uh, he didn't know he only He's awfully sparkly for a Sith. <laughs> there are no Sith force ghosts, remember? <laughs> Well, maybe it's not a force ghost. Maybe it's a it's a projection. <laughs> this whole thing is a recording. No way, it looks way better than their communications. It does. <laughs> it really does. Although it kind of looks like Clone Wars level communications. <laughs> Just think about it, all the tech in the Empire suffered. Yeah, you see, here's what the here's one of the fun things I love about it. It's like, I can't kill my father. Then the Emperor's already won. Well, you had the chance, and you didn't do it. <laughs> so here's a thought. You know, when they make the action figures, they're always just solid blue. You know, I've, I've got the Kenobi Force Ghost figure. Mm. Solid blue and sparkling. <laughs> well, you can clearly tell you aren't brown robes. Yeah. No, and you can tell flesh tones, too. I mean, if they had cased him into a blue plastic, uh, blue plastic coating around him, it maybe I need to take another look at that Kenobi. It has been a while. <laughs> maybe I'm just remembering it wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of the hologram stuff. Well, the they well, do that in the same too. Well, uh, the, the only Force Ghost ones I remember, they were solid. They were they were solid clear plastic. Well, I've got a special edition Kenobi one. I want to say he's got some color to him, but it's like they glazed him. I don't remember. I don't remember them ever having color on these. Glazed Jedi. <laughs> yeah, it's like they 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 sort of painted him and then glazed him. Yeah, the translucent gloss. See, living proof that Billy D can rock the cape <laughs> again. It wasn't just the first cape; he can do all capes. See, Harrison Ford killed the fedora for Indiana Jones, <laughs> so nobody else can do it. Billy D made sure nobody else can wear a cape and look cool. <laughs> Superman looked just fine in this cape, thank you. No, his costume looks homemade, and it's supposed to. <laughs> Don't care what you say. Stand out of this one. When Billy D can wear the Captain Marvel cape and make it look cool, then I'll be behind it. <laughs> Billy D can make anything look cool. He is cool personified. He's Billy D. I've met Billy D. Williams, trust me, he ain't that cool. <gasps> Blasphemy! <laughs> Shun the unbeliever! Try him out in rehab, then come and talk to me. Admiral Akbar. I love the backstory on this guy. <laughs> According to the expanded universe, he was Tarkin's pet back during the <laughs> days of the Empire. Tarkin didn't know he was sentient. Never thought about it. <laughs> so this guy just... He kept every secret that Tarkin ever had and then managed to escape. And now he's an admiral. I love it. <laughs> You guys saw the Clone Wars episode with him. Yes. Yeah. 
He's like the Winston Churchill of Star Wars now. <laughs> but as we all know, the EU is not canon, so. No, but that Clone Wars episode certainly is. Well, yes. It's fun to think about until they prove otherwise. I'm hoping maybe this new Rebels series will actually wow. show us some of that. She is truly one of the most clueless people on the face of the earth. Earth's not in this. No, I'm talking about the actress who plays my mom. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, That's heard, I heard an interview with her. It was on, uh, at that point in time, the Forge Cast. She is one scary woman. She <laughs> had no clue the moon wasn't flat. Really? Really. Really. Oh, wow. Believe me, she was on the good stuff. <laughs> if, you can, if you can track down the interview, it's priceless. I've always loved this shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a detailed geek's nightmare right there. <laughs> just to try to draw all that. I did that once. My, my VHS actually has a... It had a the problem with that part of the tape because I kept pausing at that spot trying to draw the ships. There's a map. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Macquarie right there. Uh, that really stands out on the Blu-ray. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but I'm, I'm kind of loving that, though. It looks, I mean, it still looks awesome, but it's extremely obvious that it's a map painting. But I, I, I just, I love that. Yeah. As there's just certain things on Blu-ray transfers that just stand out when it wasn't originally done for Blu-ray. <laughs> there's quite a few scenes in Lord of the Rings, but like The Hobbit on Blu-ray, everything holds up. It looks spectacular. Because you didn't see it in the HD in the theater. <laughs> None of it held up. Well, well, I mean, as far as Blu-ray, on the Blu-ray, it looks just like it did in the 2D on the theater. Right. It all still uh, looks I'll good. Say it, like it, if you see it in the 3D. Oh, no. That's none none of that. it held up. <laughs> I don't do 3D in the theater. Not until they get it to the point where I don't have to wear extra glasses. Here, here. Then I'll even consider that, it. <laughs> even that, I don't need 3D. Not unless I'm in a holodeck. And then I want to react to everything. The Oasis. Yes. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Yes. <laughs> Does he actually need advisors? <laughs> he doesn't listen to any of them. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what those guys do. The, the, these guys here, mm-hmm. they're imperial advisors. They're I'm just, thinking he he knew what he was doing long before mm-hmm. he ever had advisors. <laughs> I mean, that's what being a Sith does to you. Well, it's definitely not because he thinks they make them look cool. <laughs> Although, looking at those outfits and their faces, it definitely looks cooler than those two. 
I tell you, that's the one thing the prequels did help help me with. I I completely buy Palpatine's character now. I, I just I love that guy. I love watching him chew up the scenery. Yeah. He he ranks right up there with General Zod and Khan. That's a big star destroyer. Yeah, it's eight kilometers long. <laughs> Regular Star Destroyer is one kilometer long. These and other useless facts can be found. <laughs> uh, no. I've got the size infographic that has all the different spaceships from all the different series on it. I didn't need the infographic. I've got the West End game, the West End game source books. Well, yeah, which are canon. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> Apparently, you did. I had to be told that. I just, <laughs> I never assumed. If it's an older code, why does it check out? It's <laughs> another question I've never thought to ask. Before. Yeah, it's an older one that hasn't been deactivated yet. I guess you'd I think know. they'd switch them out. Yeah, you yeah. think so much for Imperial security <laughs> procedures. Yeah, that that Holonet apparently doesn't transmit very well. <laughs> well, no, that's why the images are always blue and static and wavy. I mean, just the raw data package. <laughs> That's just getting way too close. <laughs> Always wanted them in the special editions to put in a window right there and have people waiting. <laughs> yeah, have some guy with a mop bucket or something. <laughs> the weak <wheel> generator. Yeah. <laughs> didn't robot chicken do something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think they did. The guy had to keep cleaning up the yeah. bodies that kept falling down the reactor shaft. <laughs> <laughs> On the planetless moon. It also has no sun. <laughs> Looks awful bright for not having a sun. Not right? <laughs> when, they, when they pan back and show you, there's no sun. So why did they call this the moon of Endor? There's no planet, no sun. Apparently we never got that far, but <laughs> there's a planet Endor somewhere. And I guess this makes this technically Endor 1. <laughs> like Yavin 4, or was it the gas giant of Yavin? I don't know. Well, planet should orbit suns. It's not real... <laughs> it's not real clear. The only thing we do know is that this is now Sherwood Forest. <laughs> because the Ewok Village kind of rebranded it Oh yeah, yeah as, the Sherlock, as the Sherwood Forest playset for Robin Hood. It's the exact same toy. I remember that. Wow, that's gone back. This has been another useless fact. <laughs> <laughs> I had the Ewok Village playset. I never got it. I was still bitter about not having gotten my Death Star.
<laughs> a friend of mine actually had the Ewok Village, and I was kind of pissed off with it when I found out that the holes in the trees were big enough for the Ewoks, but not big enough for anybody else. Yeah. And I remember them having entire village meetings inside those huts. <laughs> it's kind of like that Sandcrawler set. You could put one droid up in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never had the Sandcrawler. I, I, was, I was kind of bitter about that one, too. <laughs> Why don't they make these things the right size? Because that would be more expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't imagine trying to haul that home, too. Yeah. But in my pre-teenage years, I didn't care. <laughs> I got it under the tree. Smack. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't I love graceful. that scene. <laughs> just not, not graceful at all. Just... <laughs> I always love that scene, though. You're not even important enough to get the lightsaber. <laughs> it just bounces off a tree. I remember back when they were testing the THX sound systems. Uh-huh. The, my very first IMAX experience was down in San Antonio, and I got to see all three of these movies back to back to back. That was back when they first put in the big 10-foot tall screens, or 10-story tall, excuse me. But uh, seeing that speederback chase on that, on that IMAX, I haven't had an IMAX experience since uh, that's awesome. even remotely close to this. I don't care how good the effects get. This is the pinnacle of my IMAX experience right here. I always love the speeder bike toy, too. Well, the the, the bikes toy. just look sharp. Yeah. And there's something about that scout armor. Yeah. It's, it's not as cool as the Hoff Trooper, but it does look sharp. Well, the Hoff Trooper armor had the, you know, the little waist cape thing that just made it look cooler. Yeah, and it's got the face hood. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just I, I have a special place in my heart for all things Hoth. Because <laughs> when when I got my my Christmas toys for Empire Strikes Back, I got the bulk of the set. Yeah. One Christmas. And Best Christmas. Imperial Hoth base and the Rebel Hoth base. I never got the Rebel Hoth base. I had much the, to it. It was just a turret. Yeah, <laughs> but I had the Imperial one, and I never understood that. So that became the the Rebel base. Yeah. Because God knows the Empire didn't have a base on Hoth. Yeah. Well, it was just trenches, really. Yeah. But it had that bridge, and you could hang Luke yeah. upside down. Uh-huh. Which was the entire reason to have it. Yeah. Well, and the Rebel one was just the turret, and then it had the little peg you could put the probe droid on. Yeah. And when you shot it, it would pop off of the peg. <laughs> yeah, which looked cool, but for actual play use, it was lame. Yeah. I got more mileage from the Imperial base. Oh, yeah. True story. That's real fire on those real trees. They <laughs> uh, And when they show you all the wood splintering, that's real. Because this entire forest was scheduled for logging. So they were allowed to blow it up. They were allowed to do whatever they wanted as long as they didn't burn it all to the ground. Exactly. <laughs> so, take that, nature lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, let's stop the invasion plan to destroy the Death Star that could kill billions of people to look for one woman. 
who is number two on the Empire's most wanted list. They destroyed the Death Star that they have all the time in the world to look for. She's vital to the mission. Cause oh, Han has to grow her, yes, because Han has to grope her later. <laughs> it's on screen. It has nothing to do with the mission, though. It, it's his mission. <laughs> pokey, pokey. It's hard to believe he was like 11 years old when he made that uh, movie. <laughs> ah! That's just not right. Look at him, walks. See, I, I actually think they look more stoned now that they blink. Blinks into my soul. But I, I gotta tell you, I've, one of the things I've always admired, I mean, say what you will about the Ewoks, I love the fact that you can actually differentiate them. You can tell which one's which. Yeah. They all look different. Can't say that about a great many of the freaking Gungans. <laughs> yeah, you've got Bosch. They were just CGI copies. You've got Bosch, Nash, Captain Tarples, and Jar Jar. Yeah. yeah. Those are the three you can differentiate. The, these guys, they, they actually went out of their way to make them look different. Yeah, yeah the rest of the Gungans were just digital copies. We need five Gungans here. Five copies. That's the that is the huge downside to CGI effects, especially when you're doing a large group like that. Is that they just usually don't bother with making them look different. Yeah. No. They might like shade the skin a slightly different color, but that would be about it. So where do you guys stand on Ewok hate? Because apparently, thirty <laughs> years later, it's still going <laughs> rampant. I believe I the internet. I like Ewoks. They're, I've liked them ever since I was a kid. You know, and I understand there's going to be, like, the Ewok line being brought up. Yeah, apparently but, the cutoff is age 10. <laughs> I was age 9, so I like the Ewoks. I like the Ewoks, too. I don't like blinking Ewoks, but... I, I despise <laughs> blinking Ewoks. I have absolutely zero problem with blinking Ewoks. It's just not natural. No, no, they, should, they should be focused... Killing machines. Yeah. <laughs> Focused Imperial killing machines. Ewoks are vicious. They're cannibals. Yeah. The only problem that Troy has with them is he can stare them directly into the eyes. And <laughs> I do not know what Carl's problem is with them. They shouldn't they be look up. <laughs> and they roast people. <laughs> that, to me, makes them more lovable. <laughs> Blinking makes, them, uh, makes you aware that they're looking at you and considering you for their next meal. <laughs> Uh, I just didn't. I didn't see the point in adding that in. <laughs> there was no point. In the the that point in. was realism. Again, it's those little things that always bugs George. So, were, were there people complaining that the Ewoks didn't believe? No, it was just George. Well, there you go. You know. George, there, there's certain effects. I mean, this is how the man thinks. He was disappointed he couldn't make the things blink. You think about all the other puppets that they had on this movie. The monsters finally blinked. Oh, I mean, in the long run, when you're talking about the Ewoks, I mean, there's a great... They, they have remote controls for Java, Blinky. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of, the, one of the big problems that people have is that if there's a complaint about the Ewoks, it's just that the Ewoks are here. you got a yeah. contingent that want them to be Wookiees, because well, that well, was what really they're supposed, supposed to, be. to be. Yeah. But then you've got the other contingent going like, well, I just don't want anything cute teddy bear-like in my movie. <laughs> you know... Despite the cute little teddy bear appeal, those things are pretty damn tough. I mean, it yeah. obviously this movie is where the marketing went rampant, so that they <laughs> can. Uh, yeah, 
I mean, this, this is where George <laughs> truly built the, uh, the legacy that would become the Star Wars franchise. You know, Star Wars was one of those lightning in a bottle. Empire made, made him prove that the franchise could work. Mm-hmm. Jedi, it was his last attempt. He went all out. And he got a fortune for it and became the independent filmmaker he wanted to be. Yeah. I mean, more power to him. I can't fault him for that. And if it means marketing to the little kids, you know what? Better him than Ronald McDonald. Mm-hmm. I never really had a big problem with the Ewoks. I mean... Would it have been better had it been Wookiees or something like that? Yeah, maybe. But we got our Wookiees in Episode 3, and I'm fine with that. But I'm convinced that the the unabashed hate for Ewoks (laughs) comes from the same vocal internet crap that makes the whole rivalry between Star Wars and Star Trek that isn't. (laughs) And the internet blows it up into thinking it's that big. I, I don't think it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it might have been at one point, but I don't think it's been that way for years. I mean, the the real target of the hate back then was C-3PO, and by the time this movie came out, nobody cared. Yeah. Ewoks, it was, it was just a case of, well, now they're spoiled, so they got to hate on something. <laughs> but if you, you look at when it came out, what they were doing versus what everybody else was doing, this movie was pretty special. You know, I've said this before, and this is my favorite one. Well, I mean, most people don't think about this now. Empire is largely considered to be the yeah. best of the best. You know, looking at it, it's it's flawless. But back in the day, you think about it, the original movie left you feeling good. This movie, you left the theater feeling great. You didn't feel that in Empire. For three <laughs> years, people were like, huh? I'm kind of depressed now. And, I mean, Empire was not appreciated as... Uh, it wasn't appreciated to its fullest in its own time. Jedi made up for that. Now, we appreciate Empire for what it was because we can see the whole picture. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Empire was the middle of the story. Yeah. That's where stuff's supposed to go horribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and it did. Yeah, the, the first part, you introduced the scenario. The second part, mm-hmm. you get everybody in trouble, in, into massive amounts of trouble. Then the third part, you get them out of the trouble. That's exactly. three-act drama. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I hate to say it, George explained it back then, but nobody listened. If that makes me a George apologist, so be it. <laughs> Well, I think it's the same problem a lot of people have with, like, um, Prometheus. It's a three-parter. But if you're not going to see the other two parts, then it becomes pointless. Oh, yes. But they're supposed to make the other two parts. Right. But the (laughs) biggest problem that everybody has with Prometheus is that, first off, it's a prequel. And now we have prequel hate. Oh, yeah, exactly. You have the prequel hate. And then the second point is there's no aliens. So... That's kind of my issue. I'm waiting until the third one comes out. And and if there's aliens... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But if there's still no aliens by by the time we get to the third one, yeah, I'm going to hate on it all all over one day. (laughs) 
shiny. I love that it says speaking <laughs> Ewokese, but uh, I can tell you that some of these Ewoks are speaking English. Because I distinctly heard, that guy's wise, no, he's short. <laughs> it's actually those two Ewoks that do it. <laughs> shiny. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why Star Trek has the prime directive. <laughs> it's exactly because of crap like this. You know, I can't help it, but there's one Ewok in here that kind of looks like a weird Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> Point him out. Uh, he's right there over his <laughs> shoulder. In the purple? Yeah, in the purple head. <laughs> you look at him, he looks like... Yeah, I can buy it. I can buy it. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I truly hate his facial expressions in that. It's like he's overacting now. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I appreciate that he is that indignant, but he's really handsome. So, wait, let me get this straight. Because I never noticed this till just now, but... Okay. So, George went to all the trouble to make him blink... But he didn't make their mouths move when they talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's one of those cases where that would just be too hard. And it would really look wrong. Blinking is easy. <sighs> I don't think he hasn't thought of that. <laughs> so we have another edition to look forward to no, in a few years. No, he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty much done monkeying around. And that that was the so nature of the beat. Say. No, <laughs> when he sold it, that's that's it. <laughs> I want to so know how they held Chewie down to uh, tie him down like that. I seem to remember them saying that you know after the special edition that was the last time he was going to mess around with it. He never said that. <laughs> he never once said that. See, that's, that's the kind of crap that internet rumors started to <laughs> come about. I kept waiting for him to accidentally hit the button on that thing. Had that lightsaber just come uh-huh. out and cleave off a couple of Ewok heads. <laughs> yeah, you gotta wonder, if they're that vicious, what would they do if they knew about a lightsaber? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the next question. If they're gonna cook chili, don't they, shouldn't they shave him first? <laughs> Apparently, he tastes better like that. I, I don't know. Because the smell of singed fur would get on my nerves. Well, I mean, if they're truly are cannibals, I mean, for all we know, they might eat each other. Well, that would be the definition of cannibals. Right, but do they shave those? Uh. Yeah, there's, there's some things I just don't need to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> I still think he looks cool. Uh, Low grade, the, the medicine man. I, I like the stripes. Mm-hmm. See, that's why I say that Hong was overacting in that previous scene, because in this scene, it's perfect. <laughs> I, I, I did pick on that. I, just certain scenes in this movie bother me. The uh, Until the whole I hate Sam thing from the prequels, this movie had the worst acted scene of all time. 
and I'll point it out when we get there. <laughs> I love <laughs> trying to blow out the torches. <laughs> this was <laughs> just genius in my book. I love this. Mm-hmm. Oops, sorry we didn't put you down on the bridge. Sorry you just fell at 30 stories. <laughs> Way to keep R2 in character here. Take that, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about Archie, you always know where you stand. Mm-hmm. You are just got snubbed. I'll look away from you. I wonder if he could see Kenny Baker. <laughs> Tell you, when I was a kid, this scene was pure magic. I did not understand that there was some sound effects wizard behind all this. I didn't know who Ben Burt was. <laughs> and I thought 3PO was actually doing all these sound effects. That was just the greatest thing. And then a couple of months after the movie came out, I got my Bantha Tracks issue with the interview with Ben Burt. <laughs> that's where I was introduced to the man. Ah, Bantha Tracks. <laughs> Good reading. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just, it, it kills me. You know? In A New Hope, 3PO said he wasn't any good at telling stories. <laughs> <laughs> He's grown. Clearly. Shakespeare for dummies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe they put in a storytelling subroutine into this programming. I want to hear more of the stories. Complete with MIDI sound effects. That's right. <laughs> the bones have spoken. <laughs> We're not part of the tribe. <laughs> Don't shave. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go into the worst acted scene in the movie. <laughs> Luke and Leia on that freaking bridge. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I say, I tell that whole I hate sand bit. That, <laughs> that was the worst scene in the entire saga. Bar none. All you Jar Jar haters, I'm sorry. This was worse. Because <laughs> I expect better out of those actors. I've seen better acting in high school plays. <laughs> but we were born. 
honestly, for the most part, that's probably about most of the acting experience they had at this point, other than the first two movies. Well, she was in Blues Brothers. Yeah, that's true. Because she was dying. <laughs> they just... They, I don't know, there's just something fundamentally wrong about the performance <laughs> here. It's not so much on Luke, it's Carrie. Carrie's performance in this is yeah. It's like she's so sincere, and then, I don't know, she just drops the ball. Well, it's that go far away, that, that whole line. And it's, <laughs> the, it's the soap actor's part. That yes, that's exactly it. It's soap opera acting. Couldn't put my finger on it. That was it, exactly. <laughs> I guess that means it's still kind of better than the whole I hate Sam, because at least... <laughs> she's acting. Yeah. Did I say that out loud? So you say. She's <laughs> she's been so used to being. See, like this, I, I love this because on the close up you can see the disgust. Like, mm-hmm. oh God, Vader's your father. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so much a part of her that has been. She's had a few sincere moments with Han and a few with Luke, but. For the most part, she's played Ice Queen really well. Yeah. Yeah. And now she's having to be heartfelt and explain things and get things explained to her. See, this this part of it, I have no problem with. It's, it's once it gets that whole go far away. You know, just, I don't know, it bothers me. It shouldn't, but it does. True story. George isn't real happy with the scene either. <laughs> Since he put it, you know, most people, when you plan this kind of thing out, you have three movies to tell this kind of thing. This is an info dump because he got to the third movie and then <laughs> had to just reveal it all at once. Well, this. <laughs> She's not even remotely convincing in this part. <laughs> and it, it bothers me because she's really good in the rest <laughs> of the movie. It's like reverse Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> and Kirsten Dunst gets, gets the part of Mary Jane once, and then all the yeah. rest of the lines in all three movies, no. Yeah. Well, let's face it, there was something about the writing in that that said that they weren't in for the romance. They were in to see Spider-Man hit something. Nah, I have no problem with that. Let's yeah. face it, there wasn't a whole lot good in three, so, of anything. And credits. <laughs> This part I actually like. Could you tell Luke? Is that who you could tell? (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how long they had to keep her off the drugs to to get that angsty face. I wonder what kind of withdrawals they put her to. Right there. Love that. <laughs> that works for me. Actually, there's a director sitting over in the corner with bottle makers, Mark Going. <laughs> See, I, I don't think there is. The director was in the corner going, faster, more intense. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no. You're probably right. Richard Mark One directed this mm. one. 
I can't say much to his directive style because I really don't know. But it wasn't faster and more intense. <laughs> this is just a cool shot. Yeah. Any chance to see an ad at Walker? <laughs> but it begs the question, why didn't they use those things in the, in the big assault? On... You know, they, they had the chicken walker on Hoth. And it was so, it got such a popular response they decided to make a whole movie of nothing but chicken walkers. Well, I, I always wondered what's the point of having an ad in a giant forest like that where it, it can't can really... move the trees. No, most of those trees they just showed there were thicker than the Adat's legs. Uh huh. The Adat's just that cool. <laughs> kind of. You're not going to put Vader in a chicken walker. I'm sorry. Even a, even when I was a kid, I just didn't understand the whole point of having the ad out there because it really couldn't move anywhere. You didn't have to move <laughs> between the trees when you could blow them up. <laughs> <laughs> and it raises paw and goes <clears throat> and knocks the tree down. No, because see, like right there, there's the ad at's head. The tree. Okay. Well, in head. that case, that tree becomes target practice. <laughs> if you can't go through it, you shoot through it. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's, that's how why the they didn't make works. it to the big assault, because it was taking so long trying to blast its way there, <laughs> because it had to go through every tree on the planet to get there. Well, see, that that begs another question. Why didn't they just clear that whole area? Yeah. You know, they built a bunker. <laughs> they knew to build a bunker. Why not do a little deforestation in Imperial style? You would think. You know, you could do that from space. But in all honesty, the the Imperial tactics in all of these movies really haven't been that bright for the most part. Well, no. That's <laughs> why Vader is so, so cool, because he remembers back when they used tactics. <laughs> yeah, back when the 501st were clones and they actually knew what the hell they were doing. And they followed orders? Yeah. <laughs> and they weren't like the, the sons of overprivileged... Yeah, you get the idea. Yeah. Powerful as the Emperor's foreseen because you made a green lightsaber. Well, I'll tell you, this is one of the things <laughs> that, you know, that absolutely impresses me about Luke. I, I, the older I get, the more I appreciate this. You know, they, you know Obi-Wan and Yoda failed in, in the prequels. Yeah. And they kept, even with the training that they got from Qui-Gon from the Great Neon, they still kept to the same tactics that caused them to lose in the first place. <laughs> and then they told Luke, no, you got to do it our way. We know what we're talking about. And Luke's like, no, I'll go off to Best Bender and rescue my friends. Did he? Yes. <laughs> Was he successful? Yes. Did he fail? No. So then he gets back and Yoda's laughing at him. <laughs> going, yeah. yeah, see? Now you know what it's like to fail. He's like, well, I didn't fail. I rescued my friends. <laughs> and then Obi-Wan's like, well, oh, hey, I lied to you the whole time. But you still need to do it our way. Mm-hmm. And Luke's like, no, I'm going to go get get Dad now. i got all my other friends. I can go get him. Yeah. So he disobeyed, proving yet again that Yoda and Obi-Wan have no clue. <laughs> I was two chickens and bloody your father. I was going to let the planet do it. Now I want you to do what I failed to do many times over. You know, don't get me wrong, I got nothing but respect for, for Yoda and Obi-Wan, but they're clearly set in their ways. 
You can learn all about the force all you want to, but that doesn't teach you how to be a better tactician. <laughs> and that's really the message of the light side of the force. You know, love conquers everything. Light side is there. But they gave in to fear. They gave in to paranoia. Right. And they failed. Just saying. <laughs> Oh, I love these shots. Mm-hmm. Never quite understood the B-Wings. <laughs> I don't think ever anyone ever understood the B-Wings. I know that they were supposed to be cool because Akbar actually designed them himself. And here's what's cool. This this guy, Nine Nun, uh-huh. his character is actually speaking a dialect from Kenya. So the voice actor's from Kenya. So when this aired... When this played in the theaters in Kenya, people actually knew what he was saying, and they translated it directly, and it worked. Oh, cool. The dialogue fits. <laughs> Which makes me mad now when it says speaking alien language, you can't tell what's supposed to be there. This the first time I turned on the subtitles was after I found that out, and I wanted to know what he was saying. But do I know? No. <laughs> but the people in Kenya know. And now I'm jealous. Is it not like in the book or the script book or anything? Um, honestly, I don't. I don't remember. Note to self, I'll look that up later. <laughs> what about the radio plays? Didn't they have him? No, the radio, he just uses the same alien language. Uh, and since they actually got Billy D, they let him have it up. Mm. <laughs> one, again, one of the reasons to listen to the radio play, because... It certainly isn't for Ed Asner's Job of the Hut. It certainly isn't for John Lithgow's Yoda. But, uh, John Lithgow's Yoda. Yeah, they got uh, Brock Peters played uh, played Vader, and he actually did a respectable job, but he's no James Earl Jones. Well, then uh, I forget who the actress was that they got for Leia, but she actually had a really pretty voice. And then, uh, I don't know if you guys ever remember Riptide, but the blonde guy on that was the guy they got playing on Solo. I don't remember Riptide. It's like the only real, uh, the only original actors they got were like, uh, they got Tony Daniels for 3PO. Of course. Uh, (laughs) Hamill played Skywalker, and they got Billy D. Philando. And everybody else was recast. Those radio dramas, they're, they're amazing. They, they add so much to the story. Hey. Oh, man. I used to fall <laughs> for that on the playground all the time. I saw that guy fall for it, and I was like, oh. I, I took it kind of personal. Someone would lead you around a corner and there'd be a bunch of people with guns pointed at you? Not exactly like that, no. <laughs> You went to a rough school, man. <laughs> no, I, I did. There, there weren't guns, but there were plenty of two-by-fours. <laughs> Thankfully, that was back in the day when you didn't get beat up for liking Star Wars. Because <laughs> everybody liked it. 
the next year he got beat up for liking Star Wars because at that point it was over and it was just Ewok movies. Uh, you had to mention this. Hey, you got to put it in context. <laughs> See, that never impressed me. <laughs> Well, of course not. Yeah, you know, there again, it's like I, it took the prequels for me to actually appreciate this guy. Throwing force lightning was cool, but you know, it's like, yeah, I'll undo your handcuffs here, your, your binders. That which could have been done as easily if they were electronic and he pressed the button. Well, yeah. Luke could have done that at any given point. Yeah. yeah. But he's being cocky little bastard right here. <laughs> but he's got the cool chair. I love the chair. And the You know you can actually buy window. the chair? Yep. And the weird window, which I never understood. Well the the window is actually designed to emulate a spider web. It's the web of the dark side. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't make that up. <laughs> that is straight from the voice of George. Uh-huh. That's a pretty weird looking spider web there. It's designed to evoke a spider web. It's not designed to look identical to one. So you look at it back there, it kind of looks like a web hanging there. Okay. <laughs> Just because you have no drama in your soul. I have drama in my soul. I also know that doesn't look like a spider web. It's not designed to look like a spider web. It's designed to evoke the idea of a spider web. It's a subconscious thing. See, the parts it, aren't quite lined up. Something yeah. is not quite right. I thought it just looked kind of like the little spinny control things that R2 always used. And of course you did. Because that's what it looks like. No, not really. It's round. That's about where the where it stops. And those things always had different sized discs with notches in them that didn't line up quite right. Looked pretty much like that. It's just they were solid and not clear windows. And they were all on imperial things. Yeah. So well, actually, pretty much anything matched. he interfaced with. Well, everything he interfaced with was imperial. Huh. When you think about it. Yeah. Well, I guess no Bespin wasn't. But I mean, it was they, imperial controlled. I don't think they would create those interfaces with artistic things and thought. They would be functional interfaces for droids to interface with. They were. But the windows were designed to evoke the spider web. Mm. Again, one of those useless facts I just know. <laughs> that guy right there? That's Ben Burke. I'm still trying to figure out how what Chewie was... did just <laughs> toss people around. It was with the Stargate transport there. They were trying to show the, the drop out of hyperspace. We'd never seen that before. Uh, At least not from that angle. I always thought it just looked like the stars 
going from the lines back to stars again like they did the That's very what end they there. were trying to do. Oh no, I got that. I meant the big swirly tunnel thing they were going through that looked like a Stargate. That was hyperspace. And that was done in previous movies. Mm. Reference A New Hope. Wedge, the only man to survive both Death Stars. <laughs> That's how you know he's cool. Well, they didn't take out those map lines around that far, did they? <laughs> That's a trap. That far's the most famous line ever. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> That's a nice scene there. Yeah, all those interceptors. Yeah. I forget how many ships they said were in here. It was something like two or three hundred. Yeah, it's some ridiculous amount. And every last one of them had their own separate motion controls. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care who you are. That's dedication. Oh, yeah. That's one of the, still one of the biggest um, space combat scenes ever filmed. One of. The biggest ones at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Well, yeah. They had to one-up it, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> But all that was CG. Yeah. It's Sadly. a lot easier to make a bigger battle when it's all computer copies of things. That's one of those cases where the CG worked. Well, yeah. yeah. CG's like anything else. It's just a tool. It's just how you use the tool. And how much attention to detail you put into it. And just sometimes it's going to look fake no matter how you do it. That's where practical effects come into play. <laughs> I've always wondered now. Vader in Empire wanted Luke to join him. Mm-hmm. Here, all Vader had to do to become undisputed ruler of the galaxy <laughs> and the new Sith Lord is let Luke take the Emperor down. That's all he had to do. Don't bring up the lightsaber. (laughs) But Vader's so despondent and emo, he's like, oh, I got a son. I'm getting back (laughs) in touch with Anakin again. So I guess he just went on autopilot. Twenty plus years of servitude, he's still loyal. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand why they did it for the story. Yeah. Fuzzballs attack <laughs> tonight on Fox. Neatest little army they could have found. That's right. Yep. <clears throat> so again, the the stormtrooper armor doesn't stop blasters or primitive arrows. Well, this is this is <laughs> always the, the the way history repeats itself too. Mighty empires are always toppled by the undermanned, underarmed people. I uh, know. That just 
just that's just the way it is. Is there a point to the stormtrooper armor? I know in the specs it's supposed to be like this really good stuff. No, it, it really isn't. It's designed to shield off against blaster fire, but it doesn't. They shoot them with a blaster and they die. Right. It's low level blasters. The stuff they're using is high level blasters. It's designed to go through other armor. The rebels knew it too. That's why they used the heavy duty blasters. <laughs> But what the civilians would have, stormtrooper armor will stand up to them. Mm. So they're no good against military grade, just bingo, civilian. <clears throat> uh, and the rebels aren't supposed to have the military grade, but they do. Because they swipe it from the stormtroopers. Everybody hates on these on these Ewoks being able to do all this. I like to think of them as miniature Scotsmen. <laughs> you know, if if these guys were wearing kilts, I'd buy this completely. <laughs> the Scottish may not always win, but they'll look good doing it. They've got all the heart and soul that they'll make you believe they can that they can take you down. Most of them can't. So I'll, I'll buy that. Now you're forever going to think of Ewoks in a kilt. <laughs> Kilted Ewoks. That's right. Well, if you can have kilt troopers, you can have kilted yeah. Ewoks. This is true. <laughs> and the ones not hanging around Java's palace would be nice. There's a picture involved. Look it up on the <laughs> net. Yeah. Or don't. I recommend not. <laughs> I gotta hand it to the Empire though. They they actually improved on the Death Star's construction. In some cases, yes. Because I mean Death Star two here is a lot bigger. And you know, now you have to fly the entire ship down there. You can't just <laughs> you can't just launch a couple of torpedoes and call it good. Well, I gotta say one thing though. <laughs> it was very convenient for the Empire to shape a millennium sized falcon hole. <laughs> Into Death Star. <laughs> That's what I was going to mention. Conveniently shaped hole. You weren't supposed to notice that. <laughs> <laughs> Insert quarters into slot. <laughs> of course, it's not like they could have just flown through in the back there where there's nothing. <laughs> it's only half built. You weren't supposed to notice that either. <laughs> Which brings to mind, why didn't they go in the back where they wouldn't have to fly through I, as much? I stuff. asked that question years ago. <laughs> I, I just kind of go with it now. We'll go through the <laughs> long way. <laughs> oh, poor Will, always getting shot. Yeah, Commander Will, so they were sure that Enterprise D. <laughs> they missed. <laughs> See, and that's why blinking Ewoks disturb me because that thing always blinked too. <laughs> and nine them just disturbs me a little bit. <laughs> well, if the goofy expression on his face would does it. 
floppy fingers there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes practical effects need a little reinforcement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My fingers can't repel floptitude of that magnitude. <laughs> now we're getting we're coming up on the groping scene. <laughs> Ooh, right in the face. You guys have seen that before, right? Yeah. <laughs> Archie's having a seizure. I remember when I, I was 14 or 15, and a friend of mine pointed it out on the VHS. And, you know, when you're a teenager, you just you can't not see it after that. <laughs> fighting the Empire. There's going to be more than one. <laughs> but that one symbolizes all the losses. <laughs> uh, it's, it's heartfelt. Well, you know he could be looking for a snack. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they are cannibals. You're not <laughs> supposed to notice that. <laughs> Dinner! <laughs> they look pre-roasted. <laughs> My favorite for on. <laughs> Schmack. You guys ever see the some of the behind the scenes footage on on this movie? So where, where they had the alternate X wing pilots or uh, A wing pilots? They had Granny, you know, Granny A wing. <laughs> had this. Elderly lady, she's probably in her in her fifties. I won't say elderly, but you know, considerably <laughs> older than the rest of the cast around her. Maybe in her sixties, but I mean, just tough as nails. <laughs> and I, I completely bought the performance, and it's just so funny. It's wrong, but I, I kind of want that back in the movie. <laughs> if I can see her, you know, the end of it. I remember when the when this republic actually stood for something. I'll show you whippersnappers. Maybe Palpatine's laughing there because he made Vader use he used the Force on Vader and brought that lightsaber up against as well. That's possible. That's going to be my new explanation for that, because I'm pretty sure Vader wanted to kill him in the last movie. <laughs> That's the director and producer right there. Hmm. Richard Marquand and Robert Watts. Hmm. There goes Robert. Now, how are you going to fit a Wookiee? Carefully. (laughs) 
these chicken walkers are almost cool. And how did the Ewoks know how to pilot it? I'm going to guess that's all chewy. <laughs> I'm still working on how the Ewok that was flying on the speeder bike, yeah. his legs dangling behind him, <laughs> he couldn't reach the pedals. How did he make the thing fly? See, sometimes you just, you can't ask. <laughs> Tell you what, though, this forest battle is a whole lot more exciting than any Robin Hood movie I've ever seen. <laughs> that wouldn't work out CG. <laughs> This definitely wouldn't have worked out in CD. More of these practical effects. Yeah, the stop motion on that one there wasn't too hot looking there, but the explosion definitely looked good. And croak. I love that they even went for close-up shot just for fun. <laughs> wonder how that got by George. <laughs> I just realized he's got blood all over his hands. I thought the blasters scored the wounds so there's no blood. Uh, they, they cauterize the wounds like lightsabers. Because it's a burn. Guess not. It's canon. Well, it, it <laughs> was canon in the first movie, too, when Obi-Wan cut the guy's arm off in the cantina and the arm had blood there and it wasn't even the, the same arm. <laughs> Different species altogether. Apparently, when it falls up, it, when it falls off, it becomes a new species. <laughs> This is how you know these movies have been over-scrutinized, because I can over-scrutinize it to that extent, and I'm an amateur. I know people that have these things down frame by frame. Uh, so you haven't gone through it frame by frame? Not like that. <laughs> Tell you what, Vader's a whole lot more controlled in this one. Empire, he's slashing around like a madman. Yeah, for the first half he was just doing it one handed, you know. Yeah. But the the second half of that of that fight, you know, I mean, he was literally cleaving into things right and left. Yeah. Because let's face it, frightening the the whippersnapper spawn. I don't think it was fright <laughs> at that point. I think it was a case of you know I should have <laughs> stepped on you by now. Yeah.
See, I don't see it that way. I think he was just trying to scare the hell out of him. Oh, so no. By, by the time they got to that fight on, on the bridge on Bespin, Vader was just unrelentingly pissed. Yeah. And then he I mean, you can tell it in his movements. And after it was all over and done with, he just brings him down and goes, okay, now that you see me at my scariest, yeah. let's talk about... Well, that's when he had a quarter, and he says, okay, well, by the way, I'm your father. <laughs> yeah. So let me understand this. You cut off my hand... You beat the crap out of me. Now you want me to... You're a deadbeat dad! Well, that's, that's why the hand fell off, though. You know, because Vader was just that unrelenting. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised he didn't take his head off. Pretty sure that's what he was going for. Artist consoles. Possibly. <laughs> That's what those always reminded me of. Set designers were British. Yeah. It's, it's possible. That's what those always reminded me of her. <laughs> I never really thought about it before. Now I will not see, I will not, not see it. Although I like the other ones too that they were fighting around earlier. Where the guy stands in the middle and they've got the yeah. panels all around him. I used to wonder how people got in and out of that. Like, was there a winch or something? And then I saw saw a thing where the the whole council actually went into the floor and they just stepped over it. Huh. So that kind of answered that question. Well, Luke just kind of walked into it. Well, he was fighting earlier. Well, Luke flipped on top no. of it. See, the the average Imperial guy wouldn't actually be able to flip up that high. No. So I was pretty sure that wasn't how he got in and out. Well, it also looked like there was room between the panels that you could just like... That much. Vader stuck his saber so they thin him. guys. Yeah. <laughs> really thin. <laughs> well, I say this much like you can see that on audio. <laughs> see, like Luke right here, he's fighting the way Vader did in Empire. Yeah. Uh, he's just pissed. Those have to be TARDIS consoles because he struck it several times and they're still there and not well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, half the time, is, <laughs> they're, it's like these things might as well be baseball bats. Yeah. Let's see, that, those railings, that those are made out of the same kind of yeah. thing as Vader's shoulder armor. Now, if he had wrist armor like that, that would have <laughs> had it. Let's see, he still went through the railing, though. Yeah, finally. <laughs> but it took the dark side to do it. Yeah, that's it's Mandalorian a, iron. <laughs> that's uh, getting into your hate right there. The same way I cook, dude. I don't use love when I cook. I use hate. Use hate. Does that make the food taste better? Yeah, it makes the food taste <laughs> better. See, people don't seem to realize bitter is a food group. I don't know if you guys saw that when they zoomed in on the hand you could see the, the chess console and you could actually see the Hebrew <laughs> I wasn't fast enough to point that out
Okay, then. <laughs> Play it your way. <laughs> yeah, but for Trish Man, let's see. He kind of looked like Crispin Glover for a second there. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, after reading some interviews with him, I can see him as a slipboard. Not a good one, but I can see him as one. Oh, speaking of which, I didn't realize this till last night. I was looking on IMDb. Julian Glover's in Game of Thrones. Yeah. I didn't know he was Grandmaster Pycelle or whatever his name yeah. He was also the Attic Commander in Empire. Yep, and he was Donovan in The uh, Last Crusade. Yeah. And, and, and he was... Uh, God, what's the name of his villain? He was, he was a Bond villain. Yeah, he was also Count Scaglione in yeah. Doctor the, Who. The guy's everywhere. He's just a good actor. Actually, he was in two Doctor Who's. He was also Richard the Lionheart in the Crusades. Yeah. Yeah, I actually didn't realize it was him until Tyrion cut his beard off. And then I thought, wait, he looks the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this Blu-ray version here a lot of people have really hated the fact that they added in Vader screaming no. <laughs> and I, I gotta say, I'm I'm okay with it. My take is that's Anakin Skywalker reasserting himself again after all these years. The last you hear of Anakin before he succumbed to being Darth Vader was the no at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And then... So you got... <clears throat> Anakin went out with a no and back in with a no. Yeah. It's the same now. No, it's a different cut. <laughs> it, oh, it might be the same now. I know they were recorded at the same time. But, uh, but it just goes to show you that Anakin is still a whiny bitch. <laughs> I still want the Vader figure where you can see the painted on skeleton. Yeah. They never put that out? I don't know. I don't, I don't think they did. We can look that up on rebelscum.com. <laughs> They'd know. <laughs> Heard me. There's another obvious map painting. Yeah. Well, they had to because it was like a six-foot drop. Yeah. Well, I mean, it never, <laughs> it never stood out so much until on the Blu-ray as being... Yeah, you know, flat out matte painting. Still look beautiful though. Yeah, I, I do love the fact that you can tell it now. Because for me now, it's it's not about the believability. That's you always going to be there. See a lot more detail in it. Now. Exactly. I mean, we always knew it was a matte painting before. <laughs> it's just you couldn't tell it was until now. But you can also see a lot more detail in it. <clears throat> I'll tell you where it's really obvious is in the first Death Star, where they actually built the wall, and then they had the matte painting below it. <laughs> so apparently TIE Interceptors either have more agility than classic TIE Fighters, or just better pilots. <clears throat> Probably better pilots. I know they got better speed, but I wonder how the agility holds up. 
there's that scratch. John <laughs> said not a scratch. Why would you have this much empty space in the middle of your space station? Well, probably when the whole thing is active, that's going to be filled with energy firing around. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll look really cool and sippy. I wouldn't turn it off. They can actually send in ships and stuff to do, to do the automated repair. Maintenance crews, yeah. Well, they got droids for that. They shouldn't need things the Droids size of would them. be maintenance crews. But you don't need something the size of the Millennium Falcon flying around in there doing the repair. How do you know? Maybe you need a platform for the droids to stand on. And on top of it, we need the, the yeah. power source that trying to power that Death Star. Mm-hmm. It's it huge. massive. Well, they show it to you. Yeah. That's just cool. <laughs> yeah, I always like that scene with it. The, the, the executor. executor, yeah, thank you, um, pierces into the hole like that. How do you pronounce it? Because I know a lot of people say executor. Executor. executor yeah, you yeah. see, executor sounds more like, because that's what Vader is. Yeah, yeah but executor sounds executive. like, he's yeah, executive. A, like he's in a accounting office. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I say executor. Yeah. It's who he is, it's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> will be under the mask? Hayden or... <laughs> Sebastian Shaw. Sans eyebrows. Goodness. <laughs> That's one of the things that uh, that always disturbed me originally. When they pulled him off, when they pulled the mask off, originally his big bushy eyebrows were there. Huh? And, you know, <laughs> you know those got burned off. They grew back. No, they did <laughs> not. There was nothing to grow back. This works better for me. Yeah. But now I, I can't not see that blues harmonica thing. <laughs> Damn you, YouTube. It's, uh, I believe that's actually on the uh, comedy reel that they have on the Blu-ray set. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I saw it on YouTube first. Yeah. So I blame YouTube. <laughs> I don't know what I showed it to you, I think. Yeah, you are. What a scene cannot be unseen. I blame Big Dog. <laughs> no, I blame you too. If it wasn't there for Big Dog to find. Uh, that's true. That is the late, great Sebastian Shaw. Who is still uncredited for this performance. <laughs> and I still contend that since he died in the light right here, they should not have replaced him with Hayden at the end. Again, it's one of those, I get why he did it, I just, just I disagree with the choice. I mostly disagree with the choice because Obi-Wan and Yoda didn't get their prequel versions in in ghost form either, so, yeah. Yeah, so just make sense. sense. Consistency is needed. (laughs) 
flesh. I'll get them to cook. <laughs> You know, it occurs to me, the Falcon is technically a freighter. Maybe the, those holes are freighter-sized for <laughs> specifically for cargo dumping. Maybe they need it to be that big to bring in buildings, uh, construction materials. What do Imperial cargo freighters look like? Yeah, I don't I was know. Gonna say, shouldn't it be shaped for an Imperial cargo freighter? Well, I mean, technically, aren't all ships Imperial? No. Those ships existed in the days of the Old Republic. Those would be Republic ships. Not once the Empire <laughs> took hold. The Falcon was in Episode 3. Mm-hmm. Had blue striping, but it was the Falcon. Uh, more sun butter. <laughs> I tell you, those eyes are a whole lot more forgiving right there than they are in person. <laughs> I don't know. She was very kind to me. And she had to deal with the guy ahead of me in line. Yeah. By the time she got to me, and I was nervous, so I got... <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I was dismissed by Star Wars royalty. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked! And always the way the kids just spoiled the moment. Better than C- or C-3PO. <laughs> True. And that was the reason why Han looked so pissed when he walked up by DM. Not only did he have to deal with Teddy Bear's capturing him, <laughs> but he had to do it with the auspices of C-3PO. <laughs> Somebody he already hates. as a little kid that actually revered Vader mm-hmm. that was hard to watch watching Vader go down like that just kind of signified that that was the end of the trilogy yeah I kind of like some of these new special edition things I, I prefer the Ewok song from the original that was uh-huh. more fun but just seeing some of the crowd things here I, I kind of like this you see, I like the one where they're pulling down the huge statue of Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, there's Jar Jar and friends. Yeah. Or Gungans. Naboo's still but, a beautiful But story. yeah, there's a... Oh, Naboo's wonderful. I, I love the sets that they use for that. But yeah, they pull down the statue of Palpatine here, and there's, like, the Stormtrooper body surfing right there. Yeah. <laughs> At least, I think he's body surfing. He may just be being pulled apart. I don't uh, know. So he's probably, yeah. <laughs> I hope he's body surfing. We, well, you, you gotta wonder how many of them did. It's like, look, if we don't join the Empire, we're gonna die anyway. Yeah. Let's just join and get it over and done with. And now they're celebrating because they don't have to wear the outfit anymore. The, those extra scenes there, they do kind of give you the 
Yeah, just, the feeling that there is a bigger scope and impact to what's just happened. Exactly. Than just here on the I just wish moon of the, the un- unseen indoor. <laughs> no. That, I just I wish they'd kept the music because the original yeah. music, the Ewok lines actually could be translated to English, and it was stuff that John Williams's kid actually wrote. Oh, so I don't know if you knew that or not, but uh, no, John Williams's kid was the lead singer of Toto. I did not know that. Yeah, Joseph Williams. See, now the lyrics are these, nah, nah, nah. you know, they put a whole lot of whole lot of thought into it. Yup, <laughs> yup. Yeah, I missed the yup, yup. Did they miss the range down on Tatooine? Yeah. Well, see, like Toto did the the soundtrack for. There's Hayden. Uh, see, it's not even the same shade of blue. No. <laughs> but like Toto did the soundtrack to Dune a year after this movie, and I used to wonder why. Now I know. Because <laughs> there's that John Williams relationship. There. Yeah. Yay! Uh, that movie still holds up. <laughs> I don't care what the haters say. <laughs> yeah, it's still a good movie. Still looks good, too. Beautiful. Barring a couple things that the Blu-ray makes stand out. But yeah, I mean, it still looks great. But honestly, I mean, we'd be complaining about something regardless of well, which yeah. version we watch. Of know. course. That's what we do. We're fans. Yeah. <laughs> and we've <laughs> picked it apart, as you can tell. Regardless of any complaint I have with it, it's just still a very solid story. I enjoy oh, yeah. it. I enjoy a lot of oh, things. Sebastian did get credit. Uh, I stand corrected. But, yeah, I'm always going to be very fond of, you know, uh, Endor and the Ewoks and everything else. And the rest of you people out there that say I'm wrong <laughs> can bite my fat. But <laughs> fuzzy Ewok butt. We, we just had like the past hour of cannibal Ewoks, and you're talking about butt biting. Wow, gotta lose it somehow. <laughs> Touche. Or is that tushy? Exactly. <laughs> uh, Stuart Freeborn. No, that's All hail the late great Stuart Freeborn. Ben Burt. Ben Burt. I love Ben Burt. John Williams. The man. The master. Yep. And hopefully he will be doing the music for the new oh, ones. Oh, no. There's no question. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know he wants to do it. No, no. Abram said he's doing it. Oh, sweet. <laughs> All they got to do is get him to sign on the line. Finally, Abram <laughs> makes a good decision. <laughs> well, as much as Abrams doesn't like Star Trek and has proved it twice, <laughs> he respects Star Wars. And he understands that there's just certain things you do not change. And one of them is the fact that while he can afford Michael Giacchino, and there's nothing wrong with him, he's a good composer, the fact of the matter is even Giacchino bows to the feet of the master. Well, John Williams is the, his music is the soul of the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, they, they say on uh, Rebel Force Radio, they call it the, the oxygen of Star Wars. Yeah. And I totally buy that. As far as I'm concerned, there's... Three creators. It's the There's atmosphere. George is the vision. Ben Bird is the sound. Mm-hmm. And then the whole thing just comes together with the yeah. Tom Williams music. The, the music makes the atmosphere of the movies. So, and, yes, it is the opposite. And, and you can tell <laughs> it when you're watching Clone Wars because, you know, nothing against Kevin Kiner, but 
the man pulled like every soundtrack from every inappropriate movie possible in the first couple of seasons, <laughs> up to and including Dracula and Star Trek Two. I promise you, I heard this, and I can even name episodes. But <laughs> when they go back through and you hear the Star Wars themes that John Williams put in, it changes everything, mm-hmm. and you feel that there's an extra gravity in that moment. So, I mean, just it says it all. And the fact that people can pick it out. Tells you how budgeted, you know, yeah, how, how worthy it is. Because I mean, back in our day, I mean, that's how you you revisited the films before you had VHS. Nice, right, so the soundtrack. Yeah, well, I mean, it's something when you can listen to a soundtrack and you know exactly where you are in the film. Yeah, what's yeah. going on, the lines that were given, and there again, how many soundtracks can you honestly do that with? There are not nearly as many as I'd like there to be, <laughs> but with everything that John Williams has done, I can definitely do that. Pretty close. I mean, but I, I tell people all the time, he, he wrote the soundtrack of my life. Joe Johnston. Yep. The director of Captain America. There he is right there. And the Rocketeer. <laughs> and the Rocketeer. There's just, there's names amongst names in there. <laughs> it's amazing how many people are completely unsung. Most people don't know who any of these guys are. No, well, it's... Yeah. A lot of these people, they don't get the credit they deserve, but... But in the Star Wars community, every last one of those guys has been hunted down for an autograph. They're still living. <laughs> yeah. And they're just... There's something about Star Wars. It, it brings the community together when they're not fighting over stupid crap <laughs> like, you know, like who shot first. Yeah. Look at the list of Ewoks. Uh-huh. That's a lot of Ewoks. That is a lot of Ewoks. Felixilla! Felixilla! <laughs> I was impressed there was actually a Rogers in there with their name spelled right. Because <laughs> all your other Rogers' <laughs> names are spelled wrong. If there's no D in it, it's spelled wrong. <laughs> we had to change ours to make it right. <laughs> I'll tell Captain America to get on that right away. Yeah. Well, no, his is a parallel universe. It's okay. Oh, I see. <laughs> I respect Cap. It's a parallel universe where D's don't exist in last names. <laughs> I'll make sure that Octoroon knows that. <laughs> well, that was an even bigger parallel universe. As referenced by the Galactus Cloud. <laughs> no, it'd be the Galactus Cloud. <laughs> not in that one no last names no, no 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 the Fantastic Four movies are not in the same universe as the as Captain America movie <laughs> thank goodness and they can't be one's Fox and one's you know, Marvel <laughs> yeah yeah I said it one's Marvel and one clearly is not that's true well we'll Here's hoping that, you know, the 20th Century Fox gave up on three franchises. I mean, that at least two will have something good happen in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, whenever Dr. Oom acts like a lovesick putty, you know it's wrong. I think Dr. Oom? Just... <laughs> I think we should just get rid of all these. You know, put the last name. It's all these now. That's, that's going to be the theme for the rest of the night, I can tell. Dr. Oom. Dr. Oom. Uh... 
Yes, and Air Evil was going to be... Okay, so has anybody ever actually contacted this 800 number? No. No. Say, um, I, I have a problem that detracted from the theatrical presentation of this <laughs> film. It, it didn't give me the Ewok subtitles. <laughs> I'm to call them right now. Go for it. We'll record it. <laughs> I'm tempted. <laughs> We're here to in Detroit, dark to THX. <laughs> Welcome to THX. If you're calling this number, we're officially laughing at you. Please press 1 to be ignored now. Alright. Watch Rebels. So, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Good movie. 30 years in, it still holds up better than most things today. It does hold up well. I always enjoy it every time I watch it. Every time. That's so. the love of 30 years talking. <laughs> right. Anything else to say? Just that that little end thing there, if you watch through all the credits, was pretty true. None of our opinions. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> our opinions mattered, but only to us. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, I guess we will talk to y'all next time then. Yep. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please visit our home on the web at scififx.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at scififx. And we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash scififx. Like us on Facebook. It's an easy way to be kept up to date with all the latest sci-fi news, and you'll be entered to win a free prize. You can also stream our podcast using Stitcher Smart Radio on any mobile device with an internet connection running on iOS, Android, WebOS, or on BlackBerry smartphones. Follow the Fellowship of the Geeks on Twitter at Fellowship Geeks. Check out Geekdom Nation on the web at geekdomnation.com and follow Geekdom Nation on Twitter at Geekdom Nation. <laughs>